Welcome back to Marriage Monday. Thanks so much for joining with me. My name is Dave Berenger, and this is my podcast to help you build your marriage one Monday at a time. Today, we're going to talk about expectations and why the expectations that we have in marriage can sometimes sneak up on us and actually steal our joy. I mean, let's be real. Expectations are a measuring stick that we hold up against our reality. Let me say that again. Our expectations, they're like a measuring stick that we hold up against reality and we begin to see whether or not we have the right to be joyful or we have to be disappointed. Because some of us have maybe, maybe set up our expectations a little bit too high and then we measure our reality and then we live in a constant state of disappointment and we've never stepped back to actually ask, where did this expectation come from and is what I'm expecting actually reality? Is it something that's real and something that's actually helping to grow our marriage? So let's just review a little bit. Where do expectations come from? Let me give you a handful of of places where our expectations are developed. Number one, I would say it's our family of origin. When I talk to families, when I talk to couples, I love asking the question, what do you wish you would have known before you were married now that you're married? What do you want to go back and tell the younger self? What do you want to tell the newlywed self? And you've heard me talk about this on the podcast before. The number one answer is I wish I would have known or realized how much I was bringing into the marriage in terms of family background, family history. More specifically, I wish I would have known how much my family of origin was going to influence me. Because when we look at how we do conflict, when we look at how we do uh, traditions, um, holidays, vacations, how you respond to um, loud noises, how you respond to quietness, many times we can trace that back to our family of origin and we see, well, this is how my family did it. And so we walk into marriage expecting, well, that's how I'm going to do it. And we forgot, we've totally misunderstood that, hey, my spouse was not born in my family, raised in my family, raised in my context, and they perhaps have the exact same mentality that that I have. We're going to celebrate the way my family did. We're going to look at holidays the way my family looked at them. We're going to do vacations the way I want to do vacations. I was working with a couple a few months back, and she was used to very adventurous vacations. He was used to, well, you just go sit next to a pool or an ocean or a lake, and you just veg all day long every day and do nothing. That's what he liked. That's not what she liked, and vice versa. He thought her vacations were exhausting. She thought his vacations were boring. It was all about the idea of my family of origin did it this way, so therefore I have the expectation to do it that way. So our family of origin, I think, I feel, is the most influential part of expectations. Number two, social and cultural influences. Social and cultural influences. Now, granted, some of you out listening out there, you don't necessarily have different cultural backgrounds, um, but you do have different social backgrounds. Um, some of you may have a challenge with both of those. Let me give you an example. My wife and I, we grew up about 15 minutes from each other, and so really, socially, we had similar circles, but culturally, we came from uh, just slightly different backgrounds, both raised in, in, in conservative Christian homes. I was raised in a trailer park. She was raised in a subdivision. And so we had a lot of similarities, but yet a few slight cultural differences, which is massively different from my daughter and my son-in-law. 
My daughter and my son-in-law are both primarily raised here in Kalamazoo, Michigan, but my son-in-law was born in Pakistan, came over around two, three, four years old or so, but he has a lot of culture that comes with him into the marriage that my daughter loves, that he loves, and there's some traditions and things that he wants to keep that my daughter wants to uh, navigate and understand and celebrate. And so they have something that my wife and I never had to deal with was uh, really big cultural differences that actually help set up expectations. And so there are conversations they have to have that we never had to have. But yet socially, we all have to have that conversation to ask ourselves, what do people expect of us in our social circles and or our culture circles? For example, I've known couples that feel the pressure to have to have babies at a certain point. I know a few couples, they don't want to have biological children. They want to foster and or adopt. And that's fine. That's great. That's it's beautiful, but yet they feel the pressure that we have to do things the way everybody else is doing. We have to do what our friends are doing. And those pressures that come from our friendships, come from relationships, come from even cultural influences, we have to navigate that because that develops expectation. Here's the biggest one that I didn't even anticipate when we got married in 1998 is social media. There has never been a time when it was easier to compare ourselves to literally millions of people. It's not healthy. It's not good. I am not anti-social media, but we are called to be a steward of our eyes and our minds. And there has never been a time for which you can just get so much angst about your marriage, feel bad about your marriage, hate things about your marriage, than this age of social media. And why do I say it that way? Because we look at everyone's highlight reels and we think that they're living a life that we don't have. And then we begin to place upon our marriage these high expectations that we have to look like them. We have to do what they're doing. We have to have this style of family. And if my husband doesn't take pictures or selfies like her husband does, or if my wife doesn't act this way or post this way on social media like this person's wife, then all of a sudden the expectations are just blown up. Or I should say they are raised and marriage is blowing up underneath that level. And our spouse or our marriage never measures up because they don't match what everybody does on social media. And then last but certainly not least, personal desires and perceptions. Those expectations sometimes come from within where we, maybe maybe you're a very high achieving perfectionistic personality and you hold everybody, including yourself, at a certain high expectation that, if you were to be real, is a little unreasonable. And I'm not against being high achieving. I'm not against being self-driven. But sometimes we take our personalities, we take our personal preferences and desires, and we have it for ourselves, and we expect everybody else to live in that manner, not recognizing that our spouse, our kids, the people around us, they're not us. And we are not them. You know, I've always loved the Enneagram model and there's a lot of perceptions about it, a lot of understandings and even misunderstandings. But one thing that it's helped my wife and I do is to really value the type of personality that God has created us. And the reason why we read it, it's not so we can buy it and just live by it, but it helps us to understand each other more, to, to know what to understand about them, how to approach them, as well as how do we manage our expectations and how do we convey those expectations. You see, why do we talk about this? Because expectations shape our perception. Our expectations shape our perception of ourselves, our partner, and our marriage. 
And when we can gain understanding of our relational expectations, where they come from, whether they're spoken or unspoken, whether they're ingrained or just explicitly decided upon by somebody, whether it's me or my spouse, if we can figure out where they have come from, we can actually ask ourselves, are those perceptions worth living up to? Let me say that clearly. When you understand where your expectations come from and you can grasp where they've come from, and how they've been navigated, you can actually ask yourself, are they worth living up to? Maybe you need to sit with your spouse this week and just begin to lay out all of the expectations you've had of yourself or of your spouse or of the marriage and identify where did those come from? Some of you have never actually done a little dissection of your expectations to figure out where they came from. And then secondly, are they worth living up to? And maybe a goal this week or even this month is to sit down with your spouse and not just identify where they came from, but begin to set up new expectations. Because the goal is, if I can get my expectations close to my experience, there's little room for disappointment to grow. Because that's where it grows, is when there is a large gap between what you're expecting and what you're experiencing. So let's close the gap, let's talk about it, let's digest it, and let's begin to set forth some new expectations and watch your marriage grow and get healthier. That's all I've got for you for today. Thanks so much for joining with me. Continue to like and subscribe on Spotify or even on iTunes podcast. We'd love for you to share this with somebody. Thanks so much for joining with us.